Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Well, the snowmen have melted and it's time to get down to business, people. I mean, we're we're several days away from that uh, interesting and fun snow time in the week. And a lot of work has happened this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, things are already starting to get cooking, as we might say, heat up a little bit at the Texas Capitol. But that's a good thing. And that's really just in reference to a lot of work that's been going on. And so we're excited to have State Representative Jeff Leach that's going to have a conversation with us today about some things that are already starting to happen at the Capitol, but some important work that he's been involved in for quite some time that certainly relates to important issues of life. And so, but look, I'm excited to be in the studio this, the Texas legislative session has started. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. This weekly radio show and podcast that we're also doing on social media, if you're watching us live on Facebook, like, share this post. We're going to go for about 25 minutes and about 15 minutes with Representative Leach. So let me introduce our great host, State Representative Jeff Leach is a Texas House member from House District 67, and that's portions of Plano, Allen, and Richardson. He has his undergraduate degree from Baylor University and also his law degree from SMU. And he is the chairman and was the chairman last session. We'll see how committee assignments come out uh, this session. We're waiting on those. Those are pending, but still considered chairman of the House Committee and Judiciary Civil Jurisprudence Committee and distinguished himself quite well in the state legislature and is continually a faith and family champion recognized by our partner group, Texas Values Action. Chairman Leach, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, good morning. Good to be with you and all your listeners. Well, it's great to have you on. And I mentioned the legislative session has started, and I want to talk a little bit about that in just a minute. But I want to start things off with some work that started in a lot of ways or was the thrust of work that you did last legislative session. In 2019, you were the House author of the Born Alive Infant Protection Bill. Very important piece of legislation, really spotlighted and addressed issues we saw in happening in other parts of the country where other legislators, other governmental entities and leaders were allowing for the taking of life or a question about whether or not you could take that life after an abortion was performed, a baby was born alive as a result of a failed or botched abortion, as sometimes people say. Uh, and a lot of us felt like, is there really a question that an unborn child and now a born child should have protection? So you took the lead on that issue in the House. We were right there with you, and it resulted in state legislation passing. But that has not been the end of it. There's been an investigation about this issue and, and finding out some of the details and the statistics. That report came out towards the end of last year, and we're seeing now details of babies that have been born alive as a result of failed abortion. Tell us a little bit about that report and why it's so important. Well, Jonathan, we worked so hard on the Born Alive Infant Protection Act and passing that bill in 2019, and, and you and your incredible team and so many pro-life Texans were integral in, in um, making their voices heard and helping us get that passed to continue to create a culture of life in, in Texas. And as you mentioned, it was in response to really what we saw in 2018. If you go back a couple of years ago, when states like Virginia and New York and in Congress in Washington, D.C., when our legislators refused to stand up and fight for um, babies who were the survivors of abortions. In fact, many legislators and governors 
uh, went the opposite way, saying that um, a baby that survives an abortion uh, doesn't uh, really deserve or merit life-saving care. It was basically legalized infanticide. That was then. In 2019, uh, we passed House Bill 16, which I was proud to author and work with, uh, with you and many other Texans along with um, the governor and um, Senator Colcourse in passing that bill, which provided very strict penalties and, and enforcement mechanisms for abortionists who uh, knowingly failed to render life-saving care for babies who survived abortions. A lot of people asked two questions. Number one, has this ever happened before in Texas? Um, and the answer to that is unequivocally yes, it had. Um, and in fact, nationwide, we had three um, survivors um, of abortion, all three females who ha had come in and testified in, our, in front of our committee. But uh, long story short, we passed the bill and, um, and uh, many pro-choice um, pro advocates um, fought us on it, saying that this is a solution in search of a problem. This doesn't happen here. Well, we knew that it did. And um, just on December 23rd, just a few weeks ago, December 23rd of 2020, um, before the new year, we got a report from HHSC that there were multiple instances over the past couple of years of babies that had survived an abortions and those lives were later terminated. And right now we're in the stage, Jonathan, long story short, of doing investigations and trying to figure out exactly what went wrong and hold those criminals um, responsible uh, for violating um, Texas law. That's what we're looking into right now. And I'm, and I'm fully confident that we'll do so in the coming days. Well, we're talking with Representative Jeff Leach from House District 67 from the North Texas area. And I've got a share screen up here on for those watching on video. And if you're watching on Facebook, social media, share this post, like it, comment. Let's get more attention on it. And this is the article from The Federalist about this report. And this article states, according to statistics from the Texas Health and Human Services, abortion facilities and physicians each reported at least six infants were born alive during abortion attempts in the state in 2019. That's the state of Texas. Uh, and then it talks a little bit about the legislation and the concerns. And, you know, you put a, a statement out on this. Uh, you know, lots of bills get passed and then people wonder, you know, what's done with them? How can you actually, you know, enforce them and do something with them? This is the next step from this process. And it's, and it's heartbreaking to find out that there were six infants that were born alive during those abortion attempts and, and what might have happened to them. Uh, but we've got to shine a light on this and not just pass the law. That's what you're doing, making sure it gets enforced and putting an end to these processes of babies' lives being taken after they survive an abortion. What this is really all about is cracking down, Jonathan, on, on those who have a, a callous disregard for human life. And um, that includes abortionists, that includes assistants who, um, who work with and assist abortionists. And um, what we have is reporting mechanisms where every single um, abortion in the state, no matter when or where it's performed, um, has to be reported to the state. And, and this is um, it's shocking. It should sh shock all of us and sadness that we've had reported instances across the state, like I said, multiple of babies who had survived uh, abortions. Now what we've got to do in conjunction with um, uh, federal and state and local law enforcement authorities and the attorney general is figure out exactly what happened so that we can hold those responsible um, for these these uh, crimes accountable. That's what we're going to do. And I'm not going to let up. And I know you're not going to let up until uh, the full weight and force of Texas law comes down and comes down hard on those folks. 
Well, we're doing a share screen now too, if you're watching on social media, a link from the Federalist article, and this is a link to the Texas Health and Human Services website where you can see details, some links that you can click here to see more details about this report that we're discussing on this issue. And to your point, during, look, there are, I mean, now this, the legislature is in session. There, and then we're talking about, you know, almost two years now since this law has been passed, so, um, not quite that much time, but pretty close. And the support, if you will, for the pro-life movement, the information, the momentum, it continues to grow. And you continue to see uh, people from all different backgrounds and particularly a lot of young people that are getting more and more involved in this issue. And a lot of it is about what we know, what statistics, what science. And this provides a lot of useful information while concerning and heartbreaking, at least information that sometimes we're not able to get statistics. And to your point, to say, look, this is really happening. And we had a couple of people testify during a hearing last, excuse me, in 2019, uh, people like Gianna Jessen that we've cl uh, worked closely with and others that were, people were able to see there's a real person. Th these are not hypotheticals. And as concerning as it is, it allows people to come into contact with them and say, you know what? This is a real issue and we need to do something about it. And we see that continuing now with, with the life movement. So we're gonna be real interested in supporting your efforts on this investigation. But it's a reminder to us that state legislatures have a tremendous opportunity to have an impact and to have the concerns about the taking of unborn life be addressed in our state capitals. Well, Jonathan, you hit the nail on the head. And, and let, me, let me just um, summarize this by saying that the Born Alive bill, like other pro-life bills that we've passed in recent sessions, it's a really good, strong piece of legislation that all pro-lifers hopefully support. Um, and it helps us, as I said earlier, continue to create and strengthen that culture of life in Texas. Admittedly, we have to do so much more. Um, I know you know that. I know that. Um, every pro-life Texan knows that. Uh, Roe v. Wade was a Dallas case that, that started here in Texas. And I believe very strongly that, um, that what started in Texas can end in Texas. God has blessed us with an, an incredibly strong uh, Supreme Court, an originalist constitutionalist Supreme Court, thanks to um, the three justices that President Trump nominated and had confirmed, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, Neil Gorsuch. Um, and so we've got to be really smart and strategic, but bold and strong in terms of continuing to advance the cause and pass pro-life legislation that ultimately will make its way to the Supreme Court and hopefully in our lifetime sooner than later, um, abolish abortion and, and make it a thing of the past. And we need to do that very importantly um, in a bold way, coming down on abortionists and those who, who, those who would seek to take advantage of vulnerable women. Um, but us pro-lifers, as Christians, we need to meet those women at the point of their need, continue to love on them, minister to them, and tell them that life is the best choice. And especially here in Texas, we're going to come alongside of them, help them choose life. And um, all of these laws are meant uh, to, to be in into the ultimate goal of, of making sure abortion ends in our lifetime. Well, we've got opportunities to do that. The legislative session started this week. Things will start getting a little bit more organized, so to speak. There is a new speaker. Uh, new committees will be appointed and assigned. Uh, some of those committees may stay the same. There may be some change. We'll be looking out for those changes, but the principles that we care about don't change, particularly on the issue of life. You know, it is, it's an interesting reminder too, right? We're just a couple of weeks away from the date that Roe versus Wade was decided, and it was a Texas case, you know, and you might see a little bit of a change 
on some of the uh, marches and rallies. We'll see. I know the, the one here in Austin is going primarily virtual. I think there's a car train that people are going to we're going to try to engage in. But that doesn't mean that our voices cannot be continued to be heard and we can make a difference on these issues. You know, look, as we start the legislative session, I know the life issue is important to you. And I also know you as a man of faith, as a strong Christian, and you know, like your role on uh, serving on the board and leadership in Houston Baptist University, but also the role that you have at your own church at Prestonwood. I know the religious liberty issue is a very important issue for you as well. And we're finishing up and just finishing up a year where I think the church felt under attack and challenged like never before. And, and we have some cases that are going up to the U.S. Supreme Court now just for churches to stay open in other states. Uh, I know that's an issue that a lot of people like yourself are looking forward to the opportunity of addressing and having a voice for during this session. So, so my two biggest issues um, this session um, are, are uh, continuing to advance uh, the cause of life in Texas and religious liberties, protecting our fundamental rights and liberties, essentially um, making sure that Texas is a fortress when it comes to our fundamental rights and liberties. Um, and our religious liberty is, is at or near the top of the list. Get this, during the pandemic, there are those that have argued you know, we, we've had this whole conversation about what, what businesses are essential, what workers are essential, which ones are not, which ones need to be open, which ones don't. You know, I, I frankly, that, that whole conversation um, frustrates me because every Texan is essential. Every Texas business is essential. Every Texas church is essential. And every pro-life um, center across the state is essential. I serve on the Prestonwood um, Pro-Life Pregnancy Center board. And uh, we're going to work very hard with other pro-life pregnancy resource centers across the state to designate um, resource centers, pro-life pregnancy resource centers as essential. There were some in our state who wanted to make Planned Parenthood essential and shut down pro-life pregnancy centers. Um, we want to do the opposite. We want to shut down Planned Parenthood, which takes advantage of women and leads them to death uh, for, for their, their uh, unborn babies and protect, on the other hand, our pro-life pregnancy centers that are coming alongside of women and supporting them and giving them the information and the resources they need to choose life. Also, uh, we're working with you and your group, the governor's office and uh, Senator Hancock on a really, really strong um, uh, provision, which will provide um, impenetrable safeguards for our churches and houses of worship. I'm looking forward to working with you and all Texans to get that passed this session. Well, look, I mean, we had so many calls from churches. We had calls from pregnancy centers. They had legitimate concerns and questions during the pandemic, wondering whether or not they could continue to meet the basic needs, the essential needs of women, of children that were oftentimes day to day, that were looking for that support, whether it was clothing, whether it was formula, diapers, just really basic things for them to survive from one day to the next. And so it was a shame that many of them weren't sure if they could continue to off operate and offer those services. We wanna eliminate those doubts in people's minds and that's what happens, though, sometimes when people aren't sure what the law is, is I say a lot, you know, I was taught in law school or at least heard at one point, the law is a teacher, right? And so what the law says does have an impact on some people's uh, actions uh, when there's a question. And sometimes we don't feel like there should be a question, but that presents an opportunity for us to have some more clarity on these issues. And look, I know you as a man of faith, you know, it, it's something that we care about personally. And, and a part of that is the reason why we serve. And so as we get this legislative session started, it looks a little different, you know, this week, obviously, with some of the, the guidelines and protocols and rules. But I'm very encouraged 
that it hasn't stopped our opportunity to come to the Capitol and make a difference. In, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to those opportunities around the state to have their voice heard and also uh, to have a presence one way or another. Texas is going to get down to business. We are started doing that this week, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. We passed our house rules yesterday. Um, I'm thrilled with them. All Texans uh, should be. As for the House, now I'm not speaking for the Senate. I want people to judge the Senate's rules and what they did this week um, separately from the House, because what the House did is um, took a very uh, strategic and safe approach to how we're going to reopen the Capitol, how we're going to do our business. Well, look, we are going to look out for the health and safety of every single Texan, the legislators and our staffers, the workers who are at the Capitol. But make no mistake, the Texas House is open for business. If a Texan wants to come um, join us in the legislative process and work with us to make this legislative session a success and pass those priorities, fight for those priorities that are uh, important to freedom-loving Texans, I invite you and welcome you eagerly to come to the Capitol and join us. As for the Texas House, we are open. Uh, we're going to ask you to do a couple things that are really, really easy to, to help us keep the Capitol safe. We're not going to require you on the House side to take a test before you enter, before you come testify. Um, but but come join us. I'm, I'm inviting you uh, to come to my office, come to any of the, the members' offices and work with us to make this legislative session a resounding success, success not just for uh, for me and you and the Texans of today, but for all the future Texans of tomorrow who are who are counting on us to do work this session. Well, look, in Texas Valley's our office is two blocks from the Capitol. If you need a little staging point before you come over, if you want some insight, let us know, too. And uh, look, I mean, there's important work that happens, and it's only every two years at our state Capitol. It's 140 days. We're going to have a member of our team on the ground every day. And it, it's such an honor to continue to work with you and your team, uh, Representative Leach. We're excited that we got an opportunity to do some great things this session. We know that there, that with that comes responsibilities as well, but we're looking forward to being involved and being a central part of that work to protect life and religious liberty this session. We know you've got other things to do today, and so we just want to let you know we're going to continue to pray for you and your team, and God bless you for all the work you've done standing up for religious liberty, for life, and for the values that make Texas great. Jonathan, I want to say this in closing, and I mean this sincerely. You are an integral part of, I mean, have been for many years of, of keeping Texas on the vanguard and the forefront of leading this nation forward. I made this point on the House floor yesterday. Austin is not Washington. We've got our issues and our challenges, but because of great people like you and freedom-loving Texans who have elected strong, principled, conservative legislators, we've got 135 days left in this session to set the tone for the next generation of Texans. And with your help, um, and the partnership of great Texans, we're going we're gonna to have a great session. Look forward to it. Thanks for the time today. Amen. Thank you, sir. Well, it's great to have Representative Leach on for a little while and discuss the first week of the session. Okay, it's been an active first week. And a lot of people were wondering, you know, was the, were we, you know, was the Capitol going to be open, particularly after everything that happened at the U.S. Capitol last week? There was, you know, a lot of uh, uneasiness and anxiety and a lot of caution, uh, but you know, look, I, I've been working at the Capitol since and doing work there, if you will, uh, since 2005. And you know, sometimes things do get a little tense, and you know, there's room for the First Amendment. I've never seen anything where um, where I think there's you know been quite what we saw at the Capitol in 2013. There were some tense moments uh, with some different things that were happening. 
um, when some opposition to life issues really descended on the Capitol. But I mean, it's, you know, usually the way it goes, I mean, you do have law enforcement people around that are trying to protect people. But, you know, in other words, we're able to handle that there are, you know, there's a difference of opinion or there are opposing views. And so the ability to continue that, to, to keep that sacred in our state capitol so people's voices can be heard. They can have presence in person at hearings in, in different when di different decisions are being made is so important. And I'll know that our organization has a legacy of being there every day during the Capitol, uh, during, excuse me, during the legislative session. So we're excited to be able to continue that and that the Capitol is open and people are getting down to business. But, you know, uh, excuse me, a speaker was selected this week and that was Dade Phelan from, uh, from Beaumont, from East Texas. It was pretty close to unanimous. I think there were one or two members that voted in opposition. And so the next step, we'll, we'll start to see a lot of talk about committees. I know I think the deadline is Monday or Tuesday for members to submit on the House side to submit their uh, preferences for committee. I mentioned Jeff Leach was the chairman of the Civil Jurisprudence, um, Judiciary and Civil Jurisprudence, I believe is, uh, is the right name of the committee from last session. And let me just check my notes here. Um, committee on Judiciary and Civil Jurisprudence. Yes, I did get it right. So uh, so he's con he's been a leader on the House side and there's other members that we've worked with too. On the Senate side, the one election is, as far as I'm aware of, is President Pro Tem, and that is for the Senate. That's going to be Senator Brian Birdwell, who who we've worked with closely. Go to our website, though. We've listed some of the principles and framework of work we're going to be doing. There's a lot of other things we're involved in too, and some details. But it's not any surprise. Religious liberty, pro-life issues, and marriage and family. We want to protect those values of the state capital. A lot of times that relates to legislation that addresses current problems, as we talked about, related to churches and religious liberty. And the life issue. And a lot of times it's defeating legislation that we think is very harmful to these principles and people are trying to advance and move forward. And so I'm just checking my clock here. If you're watching on social media, like this video, share it, put it into groups. We have our Texas Values Report radio show and podcast is weekly. It's every week that we do this. And oftentimes we'll incorporate social media with that as well. But this is a weekly format that we have and we're going to be continuing to do that. We usually tape or come into the studio on Friday. So we'll be looking for that towards the end of the week. And then, as you can see behind me, if you're watching on video, the bridge broadcasts it uh, on noon. And if you're listening to that on noon on Saturdays. And so we want you to continue to get updates. But we'll have updates from the Capitol throughout the session. But our website has some great information already on some of the principles that we're going to be working on, keys. And we're going to be putting out training, uh, doing a training seminar very soon here in the next couple of weeks, so you can get educated on how the legislative process works, um, when bills are coming up, and if you're not comfortable coming to the Capitol, how you can engage remotely. The state legislature has a great website, and I'm just going to go to that real quick so people can see uh, the Texas House, uh, excuse me, the Texas legislature's website and how to get that. They, um, The URL is Capitol, just pull it up real quick here. capital.tx.gov, and it's had different URLs, but that's what they're going with this year. And I'm going to do my screen share here so people can see the website for themselves. 
And but we're we're going to help you navigate this, but also the process. If you're not real comfortable going through a website, all kind of great information here. You can do searches by word phrase, by bill number here. If you want to look at certain different topics, you can go here and see who the members are, the Speaker of the House, committee meetings. You can sign up for emails right here is a link if you ever want to see a video broadcast of the different chambers. And so you can see here, they're not having any videos of the House chamber today. So if, some people, you may have done this quite often. You may come to the Capitol all the time. You may be an expert. For others, new to Texas, you may be looking to get a little bit more engaged. We want to help you with that process. And so really the Texas legislative session is a, a big part of what we do as an organization. With our office two blocks from the Capitol, that's where we put a lot of focus. And as a matter of fact, we have a new member of our team. We'll maybe try to bring him on next broadcast at the end of the week. But Greg McCarthy is a new member of our team, and he joined us this week, but he's no stranger to us. He interned for us in 2019 towards the end of the legislative session. He's a recent graduate of the University of Texas from their government department, which is my background as well. I'm a soci I was a sociology major, but under, excuse me, minor in government. So we're excited to have him a part of our work. He's gonna be helping with communications. He's gonna be helping with our policy work. He's helping with this broadcast right now. And so, but we do continue to have an, a full-time opening for our communications position. So we're starting to get a lot more interest in that. So if you're interested in doing work with us, uh, take a look at our website under the link opportunities txvalues.org, look under opportunities, and you can see some more details about our requirements, if you will, and our recommendations for people that are interested in this position. But look, we ended last year very well, but that doesn't mean coming into January, we don't need your financial support. We continue to, as we bring more members of our team on, as we get deeper and more involved in our work, particularly during the state legislative session, your support is so important. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can make a tax-deductible donation today at txvalues.org to help with the work that we're doing here in the state capitol, but also across the state. And this is what you're going to continue to hear during this time period between now and May. A lot of focus on the Texas legislative session with a lot of different things going on at Washington. Let's uh, We want to help you stay focused closer on what's happening at the state level where we can make uh, difference and we can have a direct impact as that session and that process has already started. Uh, but again, we're going to continue to work on protecting faith, family, and freedom here in Texas. And we'll have broadcasts like this for the Texas Values Report radio show and podcast every week. So we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report. <laughs>